Man and Superman is the third time I've worked with Simon Godwin. Discovering the musical style that fits the production is a process that develops over the course of the rehearsal period. But with Simon, we normally have a sense, however vague, by the end of the model showing, which is typically a month or two before rehearsals begin. With Man and Superman, we were quite clear that we thought the music should stem from or be influenced by Jack Tanner. He has an obsession with Don Juan and in particular Mozart's Don Juan creation, Don Giovanni. This obviously gave me a good starting point. Also, with the epic scale and length of the production, I knew that the scene changes would have to be big set pieces. There are five major scene changes and five or six smaller musical moments in the production. One of the main challenges was to try and keep the momentum of the evening going, to continue the narrative as best we could through those scene changes and try and add something in the way of atmosphere. Also, from a practical point of view, there are big bits of set moving around and large LED screens being flown in and out. The music had to coincide in terms of scale with all that was happening on stage. Listening to Don Giovanni, there are clearly some very iconic moments which I knew we would want to reference. The opening chords from the overture, for example, I knew would be important, as would the commandantory summoning of Don Giovanni to hell. Here is the famous opening of the overture. The thing that struck me about Don Giovanni in relation to this play is how, for an opera that ends with a leading man being sucked into hell, and a play that features a lengthy hell sequence, is how light and melodious the opera is, and how jovial and comedic a lot of the dialogue in the play is. Yes, they feature issues of life, death, creation, destruction, sex, love, philosophy, all those things, but they're not gloomy, so the key with the music was within the epic nature of the score to maintain a lightness of touch and to try and carry on the wittiness that permeates from the scenes. I'm going to look at two different music cues from this show. The first concerns Jack Tanner's descent into hell, or the dream of hell, uh, which is necessarily quite dark, and the second is the last scene change into the garden of a villa in Granada. Before we get into the specifics though, it's important to say that it became apparent that in order to get that epic Mozartian feel and to complement the large-scale stuff that was happening on the stage, I was going to need to do more than feature Mozart's themes. I was going to need to sample an actual orchestral recording itself. Modern music technology allows you to recreate orchestral sounds on a computer, but in a big theatre space like the Littleton, sometimes MIDI instrument sounds can be a little bit exposed and sound for want of a better word, fake. While it works fine a lot of the time with instruments like bass lines and drums and piano and electronic sounds, and in some incarnations, strings are great as well, but it seemed the best way forward in this case was to sample actual parts of an orchestral recording and to use those as building blocks within the new music that I was going to write. Initially, I planned to use only the overture from Don Giovanni, but it soon occurred to me that if I opened my palette up to the entire opera, there was a whole lot more useful music to sample. The trouble is, an opera is obviously mostly singing, and I didn't really want to feature the human voice in my music. Also, when somebody sings lyrics, whether they're in Italian or English, the words bring their own context, which can be unhelpful when we're trying to tell a different story. The challenge became finding appropriate musical themes from the opera that felt like they might sound appropriate in the context of the scene changes, but also to try music from parts of the opera that made sense in story terms in relation to our show. Sometimes I think you can try and be a bit too clever in that respect, but it worked out quite fortuitously that there are moments where the two stories reflect each other quite a bit. 
the main trick was to try to find bits of music from different parts of the opera that were in similar keys and at similar tempos, which made putting them together in a new order possible. A lot of the music I ended up using was from snippets of introductions to arias or endings. There are quite a lot of single bar musical phrases even that occurred in between lines of singing. After this process, what I ended up with was essentially a musical toolbox or palette comprised of moments of Don Giovanni. Then I could start the process of recomposing by putting these samples together in new ways. I was always going to write and record new music played on real instruments as well, so the whole thing could hold together. Also, they were going to play featured solo parts, which would be based on Mozart's themes a lot of the time, but perhaps transposed to a different instrument or played for a different purpose. The lineup of real instruments I recorded was a string quartet, clarinet and French horn. If we look at the piece of music which leads us into the dream sequence, where Jack Tanner descends into hell and becomes Don Juan, uh, you can see how I took the Mozart phrases and rearranged them in the quite literal sense of the word and combined them with new music. The phrase we hear in the strings is played here first by the string quartet and then it's joined by the orchestral sample. They're essentially playing the same thing here but the orchestra is a more expansive sound. I chose this theme because I wanted a feeling of a dream beginning but in an ominous and tension building way. The string quartet then expand the theme in a way that pulls away from the original by Mozart. counterbalance this quite expressive phrase is a sample from a different part of the overture that cuts right against the legato with the staccato phrase. We wanted the sequence to feel unsettling and by placing two different samples against one another we get that tension. The notes are a definite clash and in a conventional composition setting he probably wouldn't think to put those phrases together, but the joy of experimenting with samples is that you can create unusual mixes of music that sound suitably abstract for purposes such as dream sequences or journeys into hell. If you listen to the original piece of Don Giovanni that this comes from, the part of the phrase I've used is a brief fleeting moment that would otherwise go unnoticed, but because we're pulling it out and repeating it here, it forms a much larger portion of this music than it did in the original. In this scene change, there was quite a lot of physical movements happening on stage. The transition goes from a realistic quarry where Jack Tanner falls asleep and uh, ends in hell where he becomes Don Juan. In, in our production, hell became an empty and more abstract world. In order to achieve this, the quarry would have to move upstage whilst Rafe Fiennes, who was playing Jack Tanner, does a quick change into an 18th century Don Juan costume. In order to try and give shape and momentum to the music, I put in percussive stabs, timp rolls and cymbals, where certain actions could be timed to the music. In order to build tension and to enhance the weirdness of the dream and dirty up the cue, I added some atmospheric and electronic sounds. The end of the cue features a phrase from the string section in the Don Giovanni Overture, but here it's transposed up an octave and played on solo violin. For me, it was a way to signal Jack Tanner's full transformation into Don Juan in Hell, and his solitude while he's there. 
when the new scene begins, we find Don Juan alone and in a state of contemplation. So for me, the solo instrument version of this theme represented that. And here is the original from Mozart's Overture. You'll notice that the phrase playing underneath the melody is the theme I used for the dreamlike introduction at the beginning of the cue. From a structural point of view, the music had to achieve quite a lot. It had to begin a dream sequence, underscore a set change, and deliver an 18th century Don Juan into a moment of contemplation at the start of the scene. By using themes and samples from Don Giovanni, hopefully we've achieved all we needed to from a practical staging point of view, but also created a tone and mood for the next scene to springboard from. Here is the full track as is played on stage. The second piece of music we'll look at is used for the final scene change of the play. We move from the quarry setting into the garden of a villa. One of the prevailing themes of the play that we wanted to explore in the music, in particular this scene change, is that of the life force, which in my mind is a sort of irrepressible drive of life and birth and death. It's that fundamental human instinct to preserve the human race by procreation and to conform to the normalities of love and marriage as a vessel for creating children. Uh, th this is what the characters in the play debate, battle against, and ultimately embrace. In order to follow these ideas musically, I looked at the themes from Don Giovanni that were perhaps a little lighter, but still driving, a more tonally major palette perhaps, and something with the drive and energy of an irrepressible force of nature. So I began by looking at the aria Akimi Dichi Mai by Donna Elvira, which for me summoned up Anne's journey at this point, where she's looking for Jack Tanner, the man she loves, and has chased halfway across the continent. The song is generally about Donna Elvira having been betrayed by a lover, vowing to either get back her lover or kill him, which felt like an almost suitable sentiment. Of course, the sung parts of the aria wouldn't be used, so it didn't really matter fully, but it's nice to know there's some comparisons that can be drawn between the two stories. I also looked at Riposate Fasosi Ragazzi, uh, which is an aria, Pretty Maidens, Now Rest From Your Dancing, which is used in a jovial party scene in Don Giovanni. Mm -hmm. 
Also worth listening to is Mille Torbidi Pensieri, A Thousand Confused Thoughts Are Churning Through My Head, which is an aria I use primarily for the musical cadences at the beginning. These all felt like they matched certain elements of the story of the play at this point, but more importantly, their energy felt right and they are all in similar keys so the tempos could be adjusted to fit. I used short snippets and rearranged them to create something new. The idea always being that I would write more music to combine them together seamlessly. Here are some snippets in a new order. With the new music that I was going to record, I wanted to embellish the new chord structure that was being created by this sampling and rearranging process. The first violin is playing a quaver counter melody over the top of the music that not only brings fizz and energy, I think, but also helps glue all the samples together and gives the whole piece continuity. The clarinet is playing another theme from Mozart's score, and you will hear in the horn part here the musical phrase that the Commandantori sings, Don Giovanni, which I've used at other points in the score, but here it's a much faster and lighter theme. In particular, with this scene change, I wanted to incorporate themes I'd used in the score into this final cue so that we could get a sense of the music all conversing into one final scene. There are snippets of Don Giovanni that Shaw wrote into the hell scene that uh, get sung by the devil and the father characters. Here is the phrase of singing that Shaw actually wrote into the scene. And here's how the French horn recapitulates that phrase with the note values augmented or lengthened. I wanted to change the feel of the music as the set of the garden was being revealed. For this, I took the theme that Mozart himself took from another opera of his, The Marriage of Figaro, and he put it into a party scene in Don Giovanni. And as the final scene in our play is so consumed with the idea of a marriage, this felt like a subtle in-joke that Mozart himself had used, so I thought it would be appropriate here. In Don Giovanni, it's played by a clarinet and an on-stage band, so I set it on clarinet with the idea that the music almost embodies the fresh garden scene, whilst still being very much non-diegetic, which is um, scene change music, rather than music the characters can hear, which we would term diegetic. As with all music written for stage plays, it inevitably ends up being cut or lengthened in the process of the technical rehearsal or during previews. The music has to be edited to fit the timings that occur on stage, so you can lose great chunks of music you may have prepared. I suppose the key is not to get hung up on the versions you create before the technical rehearsal. The music is there to serve the play fundamentally, so as a composer for plays, you have to be able to leave your ego at the door. But hopefully, if you do your job right, the music can help tell the story and make a production feel seamless. Here is the final version of the music from the last scene change in the show. (laughs) ¶¶ 